I'm Dr. Rachel Griffiths, and I'm with my father and partner in aquatics. Dr. Tom Griffiths. Welcome to The Drowning Files, where each week we share a lawsuit we've been involved in or another true story with suggestions to, to learn from these tragedies to save lives. What case do you have today? Well, this case um, is a, another drowning case in an apartment complex pool with a lifeguard on duty. Um, what's a little bit different about this case is there's very clear video footage of it. And secondly, a big part of this case is cell phone, a cell phone use by the lifeguard. So what we have clearly depicted uh, with video surveillance is a lifeguard seated in one of those short lifeguard stands where they sit in it, but they're actually lower than if they were standing. So a low lifeguard chair, um, and at least it's a dedicated lifeguard chair. The lifeguard is in the deeper section of the pool, which is five feet, and she's looking lengthwise down the pool to the shallow end where there's shallow water steps. Now this is a small apartment complex pool, one lifeguard on duty, uh, she is by herself without any other lifeguard or supervisor or manager there. It's just her by herself with about a dozen kids in the pool, some adults lounging in uh, lounge chairs. So what you see in this case is two sisters walking down the shallow water steps, um, an older girl. Now, when I say older, I mean 12 to 14 years of age and she is holding hands with a younger sister who's about, according to the video, looks to be somewhere between five and six years of age. They walk down the three steps to the pool bottom, the shallow end, which is about three feet deep. And the older sister goes to play with other friends in the pool. And as we've seen this so many times before, the younger sister walks towards the group of friends that her older sister is playing with. And she gets a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper. And pretty soon she's bobbing on her toes. She's pushing off the bottom to keep her nose and her mouth above the surface of the water. And on the camera, you can clearly see that this is not a good situation. It is evolving into distress which will become a drowning scenario. The lifeguard in the elevated stand is positioned so that it looks like she's looking directly at this girl, but doesn't move, doesn't do anything. And eventually this girl, over the matter, matter of 30 seconds to a minute, actually gets into the water that now covers her nose and her eyes, and she's hopping up, hopping up to stay above the surface of the water, but can't maintain that. She slips down into deeper water over her head. Again, the lifeguard doesn't move. She struggles a lot for about a minute and a half or so on the surface, which is a relatively long time. Eventually, she falls unconscious on the surface of the water or just under the surface of the water. And the other kids playing around her move her by accident by bumping into her and by creating currents and waves. And this girl is face down in the water for about two minutes. During 
the actual drowning process, the lifeguard who is seated and looking directly down the length of this pool gets off the stand. And of course, she thinks she's going to jump in the water and do something. But no, she turns her back on the pool, walks to her backpack, takes out a phone and starts talking on the phone. Then, after talking on the phone for about two or three minutes, she puts her phone back, gets back into the chair, sits down, and just as she sits down in the chair, her older sister picks up the younger girl, brings her to the side of the pool, and all heck breaks loose. And the lifeguard on duty never gets involved with resuscitation efforts. And I have to say, the good news is, they really didn't do much. Uh, They laid this girl down, and I say they, I mean the families in attendance, um, laid the the little girl down, opened up the airway. It looks like, because everybody's huddling over the child, it's hard to tell who's doing what, but it looks like breaths were given. Uh, No CPR was given. Eventually, after several minutes, the uh, rescue squad comes, the police and fire department come, and they simply um, carry the girl out. So it looks like the end result was the the girl survived. I have no information on this. I was called in as the expert. I was asked to be the expert to defend the pool management company. Um, but... <laughs> I turned down the case. At least I tried. I, I didn't get involved. I don't know where the case went because I wanted to say this is the worst case scenario for a defendant is that the lifeguard was derelict in her duty. She turned her back on the pool. Um, she left her elevated stand. And worse yet, she got on a telephone, meaning her mind was somewhere else rather than on the water. So don't know what happened to the case, um, but I begged out of the case. Um, I tried to communicate with the attorney, but he wouldn't return my calls. And I'm, I'm just assuming um, that they gave money to the family. I don't know if she had any injuries at all, but in a case like this, still the family can get a large sum of money because of the pain and suffering that this little child experienced watching her life pass her by, thinking that she was going to die due to drowning. So uh, basically, that's it. That's that's the story I have for you today. And what lessons could be learned by the family um, and the facility? Well, it's it's like we say all the time is is even when you have a lifeguard on duty, even in a small, shallow water pool like this, you have to do two things. You have to watch your child carefully all of the time and assume that the lifeguard's not watching, even though it looks like she's watching, number one. And number two, we wouldn't even know about this if the young girl was wearing a Coast Guard-approved life jacket that fits snugly on her body. I mean, it just wouldn't be a problem at all. So those are the two best things you can do is constant, vigilant, active supervision of the child and better yet, put her in a Coast Guard approved life jacket. Uh, I would like to add a note about pool management companies. In the country, there's a lot of for-profit pool management companies that supply lifeguards for swimming pools. 
and we work for some of them. And some of them are excellent, very, very good. You couldn't get any better. But on the other end of the spectrum, some of these pool management companies are really, really stretched thin. Um, and they don't have enough supervisors or area managers to check up on these lifeguards, particularly when they're one lifeguard facilities. Um, when you have one lifeguard on duty and you have distress in the water, it's very difficult for one lifeguard to respond efficiently and effectively. You need at least two lifeguards. And one of the problems with pool management companies, particularly in um, metropolitan areas, is they, number one, they can't find enough lifeguards like everybody else. And number two is then they can't find enough managers or supervisors to, to supervise these lifeguards and check on them. So the bottom line is these lifeguards are sitting by themselves at these little pools for hours on end with um, no breaks and without any support and they get bored quickly and they get mischievous quickly so things can go wrong so that's the good news and the bad news about pool management companies